Welcome to a walk through God's Word, where we journey from Genesis to Revelation, exploring God's Word one chapter at a time. If this is your first time listening in and you enjoy this podcast, I encourage you to listen to our previous ones. And if you're an existing listener coming back for more, welcome and we're glad you're here. I'm joined by my co-host Lucas. Hey guys. And we are on Genesis chapter 8 today. And I will start reading in verse 1. We'll read a few verses and then we will talk about anything that strikes us and just kind of dig into the truth of God's word. Genesis chapter 8 and verse 1. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark and God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged the fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained and the waters returned from off the earth continually and after the end of the hundred and fifty days the waters were abated Um, I like where it says there at the beginning, you know, and God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle. You know, if God if God remembers every single living thing, uh, you know, there's times where you might think might feel like you're alone or that you're going through something and you think, man, does God man, God, I just need help. And, you know, God is never far away from us. He is always there, and he He'll always he will never there. he will never forget about you. Right, he's always going to remember you. Um, and so it shows here, you know, it really shows here that you know God, even every little thing, he does nothing. Nothing escapes God. He remembered everything, and he made you know he started drying up the waters with the wind. Yeah, down to the. The finest detail, you know, he remembered Noah, um, like you said. Um, there was a lot going on, you know, at this particular stage. Anybody could forget certain things, you know. Um, but obviously God, you know, not only did he have everything under control with the flood, um, but he uh, had everything under control as far as um, knowing what the priorities were as far as keeping Noah, you know, as a priority. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's never the problem that whether God's going to remember you. I think that one thing that helps us is to remember God when we're when we're in the middle of when we're in the midst of something. Yeah. The middle of a uh, storm. Middle of a storm. Then uh, there's a verse that says, who has perfect peace? He whose mind is stayed on thee. And that's where that perfect peace comes when we remember that God is remembering us and he's not going to forsake us. Yeah. Uh, Verse 4. And the ark rested in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, upon the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, 
were the tops of the mountains seen. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made, and he sent forth a raven which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Um, did, you, did you hear something um, over the last few years that, um, that people have discovered the ark? Like they've actually found evidence of it and where it was actually sitting? Yeah, I do. Actually, I remember seeing some pictures that showed like an outline on a mountain. and It clearly looks like, you know, a boat, a structure. Just, yeah, and it's usually in that. some some area because it's in the Middle East. It's in an area usually they have like blocked off where you really can't go, but there's like aerial photos of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and, that's how I've kind of seen them. And uh, yeah, so I don't, I've even not looked done, into it a whole lot. Yeah, they've even done like uh, like used technology to scan like what's underneath there, and there's like wooden beams and stuff like that that clearly was not part of of that mountain you know it's man-made i think that's pretty neat and just one of the many things that uh you know for people that uh that may struggle with finding evidence um that you know makes it known that that god did send a flood um that's just one of the pieces there that uh yeah is kind of nice to uh to show to people yeah i might have to look at that look into that now and uh if you're listening and you know anything about that uh feel free to leave a comment and uh let us know what you know oh one thing i noticed that that i think we'll see throughout this chapter too is that uh we see the 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 number seven keeps popping up yeah. And, uh, you know, biblically, the number seven is the number of completion. The number, the earth was, you know, complete in seven. seven. Well, it was complete in, in six, six days, days, but the seventh day God day. rested. Yeah. The, that, 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 that number of completion, the seventh day, yeah. it was finished. And uh, we see that here as, as, as things dry up, you know, that it, it that number of thing, things are being completed. And this also kind of marks the the start of the number 40 being a very prominent number in the Bible as well uh, throughout many, many books. Yeah, and the number, the number 40 um, as well as sometimes 40, 42, I think, in, one, in some places that can mean a, uh, kind of the number of a generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you take the – a day is as a – a thousand day years is a day and a day is a thousand years mm-hmm. if you do the math then uh one hour is about 42 years which is about a generation mm-hmm. so when god says you know the hour you live in you know the generation you live in is is kind of that this kind of way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. And so looking at if you can call like the millennial time clock that kind of kind of that 40 tends to tends to refer to a a generation and there may be other significance as well such as you know Jesus fasted for 40 days 
Mm-hmm. And so yeah. there's probably also some other significance. But the, yeah, you're right. The number 40 shows up a lot. In that, the 40 was a, wasn't that a number that the Israelites uh, wandered in the wilderness? Yeah, for 40, to, for for 40, 40, 40 years. For 40 years. Yeah, and that was a generation <laughs> because it, God said, you know, this, yeah. this generation will not yeah. will not yeah. enter the promised land because they right. they uh, they didn't follow they they did disobeyed God they they murmured multiple they, times yeah and they when multiple they times. well they when the spies came back they said they said we yeah. cannot do it God told them they they yeah. could go in and take it and then they said no we can't and so they contradicted God's word and God said you know what except for these two spies that said we could. <laughs> And the rest of you guys aren't going in. I think uh, you know, reading Exodus and Leviticus and all those all those books um, after Genesis. I think that's the most um, frustrating part is that you see that. I mean, Moses clearly you know tells him to do certain things, um, and the and they like time after time and time after time they completely. Um, don't do that and you can clearly see that it angers god but that that's neither here or there we'll get to that eventually once we get yeah. to exodus it it can seem it seems bad i mean you got to look at that that time it was you're reading it time for them is passing a lot there's a lot more time passing yeah. and and anything things that happen at an individual level are reflected at a community level like that you know in our own lives how many times do you do something that, you know, oh, maybe I should read my Bible, but you know what? I'm just going to watch TV. You know, how many times, how many little decisions do we make in our lives that you could, that somebody else could look and say, oh, you made a mistake there. And then we look at the Israelites and be like, oh, who are, what are these dummies doing? Why are they making all these mistakes? But it's just reflection. One of one that they weren't they weren't born again, right? So we have we have a benefit of being born again that, that they d- didn't have, and then two, you know that, um, you know we're not we're not as perfect as as you would think either. I, I don't you know I think that we t- we tend to look when you when you look at someone else you tend to tend especially historically we tend to judge them a little harsher than we judge ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just human nature altogether. Yeah, doing that. But we can definitely learn if we learn from history. Then we can, we don't have to repeat it. That's and, true. And uh, yeah. the the one thing that I think as Leonard Ravenhill, I don't know who, so other people probably said this as well. He said the one thing we learn from history is that we don't learn from history. Mm. Just looking at uh, as a as a whole, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, continuing in verse 8. Also, he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand, and he took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark, and he stayed yet another he stayed yet other seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. So we have another seven days yeah. waiting for that that completion mm-hmm. of the process. Yeah. 
I mean, how how weird would it be to, you know, live day to day and and obviously seeing all the dry land and um and then obviously uh after the flood, you know, um you know, it stated earlier in the chapter that the tops of the mountains could be seen. How like jaw dropping would that be to see see that? I think it would be uh, awesome to just almost almost uh uncomprehendable uncompre- to me, you know. Yeah, it's definitely on a whole nother level. It would be it would be like people who have gone through things like tsunamis mm, or yeah. volcano eruptions and things like that where that it just changes the whole landscape and you think what you know yeah. what, this that this power is so so incomprehensible that an entire yeah city you know can be yeah turned yeah. upside down in a moment yeah and it's it's funny because you live your lives you just don't ex- you don't expect things to change so quickly but in mm-hmm. a moment everything can change oh yeah easily. and so i imagine that it was very jarring the whole world and to think that you're the only person, the only group of people left, and yeah. you're sitting on water, uh, but God, but you know, but Noah trusted trusted God, and I imagine by the time that you trust him enough to build a boat for a hundred years, and then it starts raining, and yeah, you know, he shuts you in the ark that that your trust your trust in God is pretty much set at that point. Oh yeah, and. Oh, uh, yeah. You're just riding out the waves, but I'm sure it was a. Uh, it's probably, you know, probably work. Being I, I don't know what the smell would have been like with all those animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes you wonder. Like, did they have? I mean, obviously they had to have multiple levels to this arc. Um, but it, but it makes you wonder, like, the living quarters, like where they were actually living. Were probably, I would assume, separate from where the animals were. So probably, I, I assume the smell was probably still bad. And we're talking like, you know, way, way long ago when like hygiene and, you know, there wasn't much as far as hygiene and uh, with humans anyway. And then you have animals which uh, urinate and defecate everywhere. And I, I would assume that they probably clean up as best as they could after these animals and probably, you know, get rid of all that somehow. Probably dump it out. Yeah, I guess scoop it out the window. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he had at least yeah. one window that it, it mentions a window yeah. that he let the dove out of. Hopefully they had enough windows to get some airflow in there. <laughs> Turn on a fan. Get a get a fan going. <laughs> I mean, there was a wind, so I guess the breeze probably helped a little. <laughs> they probably had some sort of air airflow movement through there. I'm, ass- I would assume anyway. <laughs> Continuing in, ver- in verse eleven, and the dove came in to him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet another yet another seven days, and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. 
And it came to pass in the six hundredth and first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth, and Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the seven and twentieth day of the month, was the earth dried. So we're talking like, obviously it says it came to pass in the 601st year. So that that's 601 years of creation, correct? That's uh, of Noah, Noah's life. Noah's so Noah life. was okay. 600 years old okay. when they got on the ark. And it looks like they were in there for, you know, they 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 came to rest after like seven months, or eight, yeah, about seven months, and then they stayed in there several more months mm-hmm. as the water began to go down. He kept sending out the birds, and mm-hmm. then it's I guess by the by the end of that year, because it was the it was the next year on the first month, the first day of the month, so. It, it wasn't January 1st since they use a different calendar, but for us that, you know, as an analogy, <laughs> right, you know, January yeah. 1st, uh, yeah. you know, that next year, the beginning of that next year for whatever that is on their calendar. Yeah. And uh, that was when that uh, the Noah cuts his no ar- the waters were dried up from off the earth. Noah yeah. removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. So apparently, there was a covering that could be removed. Yeah, yeah. And in the second month, so another month later, on the seven and twentieth day, so the twenty seventh day of the month, was the earth dried. And so I guess at this point, everything's pretty much dried up. And I imagine things dried when it says dried. I imagine the water were waters ran off probably pretty quick from where where they were at, mm-hmm. so it doesn't take that long to dry. When the most of the water's already run off, then the, then it's just the mud and everything. Yeah, it just takes a while for the for, mud to for dry. The puddles, mud, and everything to dry up, and uh, all the waters had kind of run off into the into the ocean, I guess, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then in verse 15, And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife, and thy sons, and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee, of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth, and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds, went forth out of the ark. Uh, I, I think it's kind of interesting reading the Word of God, especially these a lot of these Old Testament accounts, how how specific they are. They're like, they don't just say, and then Noah and his family left. They did. And Noah and his sons and his wife Mm. and his son's wives. And they, you know, and they don't just say, and then all the, and it doesn't just say, and then all the animals, it says in every beast, every creeping thing, every fowl. It like, it's very, very, very specific. Very specific. Yeah. Um, 
to the point that you know when we read it we're like wow this is repetitive yeah but, but there's you know there's a reason for that you know and some of anybody looking at this account you know yeah it is very there's not a lot of room left for there's you know a lot of the wiggle room of, of an interpretation is left out because it, it how specific it is about a lot of things mm-hmm. yeah so it's just kind of kind of interesting yeah even though it makes reading it kind of hard sometimes yeah yeah i you know um like you mentioned a lot of these older books like back in the old testament um are like that and you know you can go to other translations and read um the same chapter and they may word it differently um specifically like the message may not break it down like that um uh, let me look here because I can actually do a parallel of the King yeah that's James. true the the King James do, is is on the end of the spectrum closer to a literal yeah word for word translation right. and the, obviously the message is almost like the opposite of a more like thought for thought right yeah and it's, uh, yeah it's on the complete a lot a lot of the graphs end. that I've seen the NIV is kind of like the middle right. ground between those two the ends of the spectrum. Yeah, so uh, let me see here. We're looking at this parallel ver- uh, versions here. Um, so it, it, they have it broken down in the message. You know, they paraphrase like verse 18 and verse 19 together. And Noah disembarked with his sons and wife and his son's wives then all the animals, crawling creatures, birds, every creature on the face of the earth left the ship family by family. That's how it's worded in the message. Yeah, so even it still it still includes yeah. includes that that separation because it is it is important that that it, that it you know, there was nothing left behind for sure. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> nothing left out. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, and then finishing up in verse 20 and Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar and the Lord smelled a sweet savor and the Lord said in his heart I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth neither will I again smite any more Everything, living thing, <clears throat> as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Um, and that, that last statement is interesting in that, you know, I know that like there's, you know, people who have like those doomsday scenarios, mm-hmm. you know, a nuclear winter, the sun will be blocked out for, you know, a hundred years, you know, as well. Yeah. That, that'll never happen as long as the earth is here, because as long as the earth is here, there will be day and night. Uh, there may be there may be a, a certain, you know, temporary circumstances in certain areas. I know like when a volcano erupts, that probably blocks out the sun for yeah. a day or two. But um, the whole earth will never be covered that way you know there's certain right, there's, yeah. there's a there's a promise in here that goes beyond just um just like it will never flood but as long as the earth remains there will be <clears throat> seed time and harvest that means plants will be see will be 
sown and they will grow cold and heat uh, you know we're not, it's not going to be like an eternal winter it's not going to be so hot that everything just burns up and not in, as long as the earth is here there will be cold and there will be heat there will be summer and winter there will be seasons there will be day and night and uh, so that's definitely definitely a comforting thought so going into that last uh, the last verse there of uh, of chapter eight, where it talks about cold and heat and and summer and winter, um, so all these you know, there's all these scientists and and all all these people in the world today that believe that you know the Earth went through this gigantic ice age where we had you know cavemen running around. Uh, we had the woolly mammoth and uh, saber-toothed tiger running around um, in these particular periods. Um, what's your thought on on the ice age, um, being that it says uh, that we will have uh, summer and winter? I, th- I think from the <clears throat> from the historical record, it does look like there was it was colder on the north and south pole. And their ice did did recede for mm. for some time, yeah. But there was still cold and heat, even if it was a little bit colder on the on, on the poles for for a yeah. time or up 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 north and south. But there was never never a time where everything was cold for yeah. a long time, like they That's... say. And all these things, obviously, if, if if you believe the Bible, then all of these things had to exist at the same time. Yeah, and. Yeah died you know a lot of things some things that just, just seemed to disappear after the flood probably. well one thing was one of the things was dinosaurs um you know obviously a good chunk of them died um in the flood um you know as we kind of talked a couple of uh episodes ago that you know we think that some dinosaurs probably did you know make it on to the ark um, and we're probably some of the animals that may have lived through the flood um, might have been what we uh, call dinosaurs today. Yeah, and the dinosaurs, you know, but before the flood, you know, people were living 900 years. Animals probably lived longer too. And animals that grow their whole life, like snakes and certain lizards, you know, thousand years. That's going to be a big animal, yeah. probably. But yeah, but also to support that size, the conditions before the flood were potentially a lot different. There's potentially mm. more. Uh, when you look at like samples of air found in in fossilized amber, it shows you know higher air pressure, more oxygen. So if they had more oxygen and air pressure available to support a larger mm. you know body before the flood and if that dissipated after the flood to some degree yeah, when, when yeah. God cut as God cut the lifespan down then it's it's very possible those animals just couldn't survive the change even if they yeah. even and in the big ones probably like like I said 
I think last time, you know, why would you wouldn't take the adults on the ark? You'd take the small ones. You know, if I had to take an elephant, I wouldn't take the biggest one. Right. You'd take the what? I would, what, you I would know, take the smaller the, the, ones. You yeah. take the youth, the pony, the take 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 yeah, the, 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 the the young the, ones, the young yeah, yeah, the young ones, and so it's on the it's it's very likely that all of the large larger animals like that all died off in the flood, and just the babies or the or the young ones were. Were kept so if it took a thousand years to grow to that size, and the conditions after the flood didn't allow them to live that long, then yeah. we, we would never see one grow to that size again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of different factors into that, but I definitely definitely all those things existed because we find them. We find and fossils and bones. The, and, the reason they don't exist yeah. today, maybe. Because because it was a bit colder on the north, just on especially on the northern and southern hemispheres, um, uh, which could be because of the you know the the, the magnetic poles. Yeah. If they if, if as as ice approaches absolute zero, it becomes magnetic, and so if it was drawn into the poles, you know, from space, very you know, it could have reduced the temperatures of the poles and and. Animals that lived on the poles, like the woolly mammoths and the saber-toothed tigers, if they were specifically very northern or southern, you know, animals, they maybe they just didn't survive the cold for that period, uh, or they might have been hunted, you know, hunted away. Maybe there weren't that many; they might have been hunted away, or just other reasons that they couldn't survive afterwards. There's um, there's probably reasons that, that certain animals didn't make it, but they think they definitely all lived before the flood that you had all of these things. Uh, even the, the trees and everything probably grew much bigger. If you, if you increase the air pressure in a greenhouse to create like an artificial environment, you know, trees can grow much, much bigger. They can grow bigger fruit and, all of the oil and everything we find under the ground today, you know, most of that, in theory, came from the flood, burying all of the trees and plants, compressing it down as it was bare as it was buried, got compressed down into carbon and yeah, and then yeah. turned into oil and and so um, even the amount because the amount of oil if you look at the the plant life today could not create the amount of oil that we find under the ground but in a world where that trees were able to grow three or four times the size they are now if you have that much more Mm -hmm. plant life you have maybe there's maybe there were no deserts maybe you know conditions were different than uh then even that's where that you you can you can find where that even even though we find these 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 things you know under the ground that that seem impossible it, it just points that things were different before the flood than they were after the flood even though yeah. the lifespan is the most obvious uh thing that we can see from the from i think the, just re- reading the, the word change word yeah you definitely see that difference um Another cool thing here where it says that after Noah got out of the ark, it says, you know, when he, he built it an altar unto the Lord and, and then he, he made a sacrifice of burnt offerings. And 
it it doesn't say it, it it says that when the lord smelled that that's when he promised that he would not curse the ground anymore for mm-hmm. man's sake and so it was after it was after noah basically worshiped god offerings. you know that that promise was made or they that he that noah acknowledged that it was god god's faithfulness that brought them through yeah and then God, and then God, God didn't promise them, in, you know, before even even after the flood was over, He didn't promise that in, until you know when God, when He made that that um, burnt offering unto the Lord, and acknowledged God. That's when God made the the promise. Yeah, yeah, and that was uh, that was I believe that was completely. Um, probably uh all noah's you know idea uh to do that i i don't think i mean it's not really necessarily um written here that god told him to build an altar and and to uh to you know do these burnt offerings but we see when we go back you know in the last chapter um or two chapters ago, whenever uh, God told Noah to get two of every animal, He also says two of um, two of every clean uh, animal and two of every uh, unclean animal as well. Which I wonder if that's probably what uh, you know He uses. Um, he probably uses the clean ones. Uh, as as the sacrifice, as the burnt offerings to to God. Yeah, it said here, yeah, of every clean beast, and so, um, so yeah, he was prepared ahead of time. Yeah, to do that, and and I think throughout throughout the Old Testament, you do see that uh, Noah, and then later Abraham and Isaac, and when they, whenever they need a word from God, they would build an altar. And they would, you know, pray yeah. to God. They would light the, make a burnt offering, and and they they if they had a problem, I think so. Sometimes we could we could take their that learn from that example is that when we have a problem, if we would if we would stop, if we would, you know, get on our knees or whatever, you know whatever whatever you do when you go before the lord and and um and just trust that if we will get before the lord that that we could you know that he will answer you and mm-hmm. so he, he went and got before the lord i imagine he was like okay what do we do now mm, yeah <laughs> you know now that the flood's done now that the flood's over okay what's next and he you know he so he went to go talk with god to see if god had any other instructions for him yeah and the lord gave him that promise and you know we can when we have a situation where you know well okay do you have anything lord for me to do you know it's time to to pray and and seek the lord and just trust that that he will talk to you and yeah and he will tell you things and 
And there's a, there's a, so many examples in scripture that that um, that good examples among the bad examples we get from thing from a lot of the Israelites there's there's many good examples from from people who stood out and followed after God that we can take and the bad examples that when people make mistakes are, are good for us to know what not to do yeah 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 and to look at why you know what brought any 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 time something happened to somebody, what what brought them to that place? What where did they go wrong? And we can learn we can learn for that from that. Um, if we can if we can learn from others, then we don't have to you know we don't have to make the same mistakes ourselves. Right. Yeah. Is obviously the ideal way. Sometimes you know when you have kids, sometimes you let them make mistakes because you can you. If, if they won't listen to you, sometimes you, you let them make the mistake and then they realize, oh, that's why you told me not to do that. Let them kind of like learn. I feel like a, a, the kid almost, there's a, every kid almost yeah. at least once touches something hot mm-hmm. that you told them not to touch. Oh, yeah. And um, and then very quickly they learn, oh, that's why you said don't touch the oven, don't touch yeah. the pot. Yeah. And... Um, but they if, just get that reminder at that point. But if they would listen, they wouldn't have had to go through the pain. And right, yeah. And so, yep. It's it's sad that sometimes we learn the yeah we learn the hard way. Yeah. But if we will look at the scripture and 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 really look at what what caused the what 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 caused somebody to lead somebody into a bad situation bad situations and what led people into good situations yeah and a good you know but and uh and just learn from those examples of, okay what did they do that put them in a position to be blessed by god what did they do that put them in a position yeah. where that god god could god wasn't able to deliver them and then we can learn from that and then we we can be in the position of being blessed right and that's what i think a lot of people um, don't realize is that this book, this this Bible, is is literally our um, manual, so to speak, to uh, to read and 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 live based on on the truths that are in in the in this Bible. And you know, if we if we lived um, by those those um the truths that are in here um as to what god tells us to do and and to um live like that imagine how life would be there'd be there'd be so much peace um and tranquility in the in the world because everybody's living that way and i know that you know we're all completely human and that's the problem is is we live a sin nature. We have a sin nature, and and we completely uh, we fall each and every day, time after time, and in time after time. And God knows that, um, but you know, obviously, it's it's His grace and mercy um, that allows us um, to be forgiven uh, and to uh, obviously to uh, you know be able to. Uh, have that uh that 
I guess, uh, uh, reason to kind of start over and to kind of, you know, have another chance to kind of go at it again, you know? Yep. You want to wrap us up with some, some prayer? Yeah. Uh, you want me to pray or you want, you want to? Oh, you go ahead. It don't, doesn't matter. Uh, Father, we thank you for, um, this time time that we uh, get to uh, come together and and read uh, read the Bible and to dig deep into your word father um, we thank you that for each and every listener that we have um, God we just we just ask that you um, bless this podcast uh, and distribute it to whoever needs to um, hear it and father we uh, thank you for your faithfulness and for your many blessings, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.